Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. Wow. Uh, all I can say is this was such a fun episode. So Justin Breen, we had him come back. He did an episode with us a couple years ago, uh, but he has his new book, Epic Life, forward written by Peter Diamantes. Such an interesting episode. We talk all about really a couple things. First and foremost, uh, I dive into his father, who if was a World War II veteran. He's 45 years old. Met his mother, who was his nurse when he almost died in a car accident in her mid-20s, and he was in his late 50s has Justin and two other sons and ends up having this epic relationship with his dad, brings it into his business life and his family life of how can you have a great business while still having an epic life. And he wrote his new book, Epic Life, which is 30 chapters from 30 thought leaders. I'm going to say this right now selfishly that I was the number seven chapter, my lucky number seven chapter about how do you have core values, talks about my book in there, but just some of the most amazing thought leaders in the book. We go all into how do you build an epic life? Uh, literally one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. So check out the episode. I'm really looking forward to you hearing it. Peace out. We love you. Guys, welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. And boy, do we have a special guest, a repeat guest. Justin Breen is in the house. What's up, my brother? Hello, my friend. Great to see you again. Man, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. And Justin Breen is back. Oh, so excited. Justin, how you doing, bro? You know, um, it was such a great experience being on the show the first time, and it really became uh, the chapter or one of the chapters for for my new book. So, you know, most of my day is talking to visionary geniuses like you, and then you'll say a great idea, and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea, and then I'll just incorporate it into my life. So very grateful. Um, Name Your Core Values is one of the chapters uh, in the new book. So really appreciate oh. that, Darius. 
I'm so pumped to talk about anyone that's going to talk about how awesome I am. And, and at the same time, we're going to talk about how awesome you are. Uh, so listen, listeners who are new to the show, Greatness Machine, we're about two things. We're about people who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness. And really, it's, you know, they're one and the same. It's, it's and, and doing so despite the odds, right? The odds say that most people are just going to kind of meander through life. And, and the reality is there's folks that don't do that. There's folks that get after it, that make it happen, despite it being hard. And, and, and so I love bringing people on the show that have the passion and grit to create. And you're a creator, Justin. And so for those that, that did not hear our last episode, we did an episode a while back. Uh, it was actually uh, during my book launch, or right after my book launch, I believe it was, Justin and yep. I connected. Uh, did a great show, had an amazing show with Justin. Justin is like one of the most biggest connectors I've ever met in my life to it, it, like to the point where I'm like, Oh, I, I can't handle it. <laughs> it's so many, <laughs> so many connections. You're like such a maven man. But, um, yeah, man, we met during the, during that time, had a great sh- show. And, you know, uh, a few months ago, probably earlier in the year, I saw that Justin was, uh, he actually named me in a post because he's, he was writing his new book, Epic, epic life that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it's actually launched right now, and and uh, we're going to be talking about how awesome that's going. Um, and did I get chapter number seven? Is that is that not chapter seven. number? Yeah, seven. Yeah. Oh, you do not know this. That's my favorite. I, mean, I know lots of people. It's their favorite number. It is my favorite number, hands down. Like if I was yeah. Michael Jordan, my basketball shirt would say number seven. So right. I, when I sense. saw that, I was like, dude, he, did he get me lucky number seven? Is this the is this the gods like the higher intelligence just dripping into both of our brains? I couldn't believe it. I was so f- pumped to see that that I made a I made a chapter in the book and B that I couldn't believe it was my favorite number. So man, so pumped to have you. Thank you, man. Well, thank you. And uh, I stopped believing in randomness a long time ago. So situations like the ones you described that happens every single day, if not multiple times a day. So I'm, I'm, you know, I just think things are meant to be. And when you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and it, and it creates those type of opportunities. So I'm glad it was chapter seven. Uh, there was no rhyme or reason for it other than I just think it was meant to be chapter seven, obviously, because it's your favorite number. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I was like, I don't, I know I didn't tell Justin that. No, um, you didn't. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Justin, like I said, we met during my my last book launch. He saw that I was doing it. <clears throat> At that point, this was a, a live stream show. I was doing a ton of lives. Yeah. Um, we had a, a connection through Entrepreneurs Organization and actually through a girl I went to college with, yep. UC Davis, uh, Chrissy Babes. And um, and he hit me up and said, hey, I want to be on your show. And at that point, I'm like, sure, you know, like, like this guy seems interesting, especially <laughs> I'm a huge supporter of people who are entrepreneurs. Uh, the show is really centered around entrepreneurial type of behavior. Um, so we came on the show, learned learned a lot about your story and, and and really some of the amazing things that you're creating right in the world, which are in multi-direction at this point. I mean, a lot's changed for you since we last spoke. Um, but yeah, you know, when I saw that, the, the you know, forget about me, even if I wasn't in the book, I mean, obviously put me in a book and getting on the show is going to make it a heck of a lot easier. But but just knowing you and knowing the amazingness that you're doing, I was like, man, I really want to have you on the show to talk about the book and I really want to do it during your book launch. So here we are. The book had a soft launch last week, Epic Life. Um, Darius is in chapter seven. It's all about the core values. <laughs> nice um, use of third we'll person. Talking... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of talking about myself in the third person. Um, <laughs> I, I actually don't call myself Darius. I call myself the Darius. So Perfect. I put like a, it's almost like a title. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, you know, like what I'd love to do before we get into the book, though, is, you know, let's take a step back because the book really came out of you stepping into this entrepreneurial journey that's that's yeah. now a few years old. Can you give our audience maybe some of the origin, like like some of your origin story, which you have a fascinating origin story. Um, do you mind taking us back and kind of give us a, a kind of a quick and dirty origin story and then we'll get into what you're working on right now? Certainly a, um, a dirty start, but I think any any visionary global entrepreneur, if it's not a dirty start, I, I mean, there's not a, a beautiful finish or a beautiful story, but I, I mean, I I haven't met one entrepreneur like you that hasn't had, you know, a start somewhat similar to mine, but uh, Cliff Notes version, uh, I was a journalist for 20 years. Um, so February 10th, 2017, when I was working as a journalist uh, in downtown Chicago as an editor reporter, had a five minute meeting with uh, the company's owner and managing editor, and they proceeded to cut my job salary in half just due to cutbacks. Um, tried to find a full-time job over the next couple of weeks, couldn't find a job. Uh, incorporated April 16th, 2017, um, with zero business background, took zero business classes in college, didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I still don't know what an S corp is. Uh, didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. So no, zero background. Um, so while I was working full time at half the salary, uh, from approximately April 16th to two, uh, 2017 to June 1st, I reached out to 5,000 people. Uh, to find first five clients. So one in a thousand said yes, 999 no's for every yes. Um, while I was working full-time at half salary. I uh, got fifth client on June 1st, resigned June 2nd, and then Robert Feeder, um, who was at the time uh, the top media columnist in the Midwest, he actually recently retired. Um, he did a story, I'd started my own firm. So that's how I started first company. So I didn't know that story. So you, so while you were still working at the media publication that you were a journalist at, you <clears throat> behind the scenes were, was this cold, like emailing people or how did like, so that's a great question. Um, the usual question I get, and this is from non entrepreneurs, this is from humans. they go, how did you do that? <laughs> Right. <laughs> they can't they can't understand. But people here are like, oh, okay, well that's entrepreneur life. So what was the tactic? But um so as a journalist, I had, you know, tens of thousands of followers uh across a variety of platforms. So it was reaching out to them, LinkedIn, you know, Twitter, Facebook, but then certainly, yeah, there were emails, phone calls, text messages. And, you know, that's just entrepreneur life. I mean, most people can't do that. That's why they're not meant to be entrepreneurs. I just, I didn't know I was this person until uh, going through that and then just figuring things out along the way. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's such entrepreneur <laughs> life. Right. I know, yeah. uh, so so uh, my, my team's like listening to this and they're like, Darius has to do that shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's every day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, do you know how many people we reach out to because to, to to try to get badasses on this show? We reach out to, I mean, probably hundreds and hundreds right. per month. And then right. every now and again, you'll appreciate this. I get a Chris Voss who's coming on in October. Right. Yeah, he wrote every the forward again, from my first book, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, every now and again, I get a Steve Kotler who's coming right. on in October. You know, so 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 we're right. we're always leveling up and trying to do it. And that's and I think right. that's that grind and, and grit mentality. That's like, hey, like, what? Wh why not? You know, I got I, I wouldn't grow. I got. Yeah. What's that? Well, why wouldn't you do? I mean, so most people, 
you know, uh, and when I say most people, I'm talking about 99.9% of the, the population. Uh, they live in scarcity. They don't live in abundance. Um, they're not visionaries. Um, and they look at things as costs, not investments. So people like you and people like me, we just live in abundance, visionary investment mindset. So of course, why wouldn't you try to get better every day or go bigger every day? I mean, I don't even understand the other side of it, but the fact is most of society lives in that. I mean, that's where they live. And that's fine, by the way, because if everyone would imagine if everyone was like us, it wouldn't oh, be. <laughs> it would suck. I, I, I would. Oh, God. I, much, how much hard, yeah, the, the, the world would be way more productive and frenetic. <laughs> It'd be a complete disaster. I mean, complete disaster. And the other interesting thing is um, uh, the other interesting thing is now this doesn't always happen, but it usually does from what I've seen, because what my brain does is it just sees the patterns and things. And then, oh, here's the, here's the answer. Here's the pattern. So just, okay, there you go. But usually, but not always. And when I say usually, you know, over 90% of the time, and there are exceptions, but usually people like us who are visionary, you know, wackadoos, you know, global visionaries, we usually marry a stabilizing human usually. Okay. So there are exceptions, but so I ask people like us, oh, so is your spouse or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, are they like a school teacher or, a, you know, social worker, pilot? My wife's a pediatrician. They're like, how did, how did you know that? I go, well, imagine marrying yourself. It can work. I've seen it work. Um, but often when that happens, because there's no stability, it's just a complete disaster. So an entire world of no stability would not be, <laughs> would no. Not be good. No, that's like like Jesse Itzler and Sarah Blakely. Like you're like they got to have a whole team of people holding them together. Oh right? man, and God bless them. Yeah, if they don't have a team, I mean, they'd have to have a team for their team. A team, you know. A team, yeah, it, which is fine. That's totally fine. That, that's a lot. That's a lot. Of, that's probably the, one of the reasons why um, you know celebrity couples always break up, right? Because it's like there's no two. stability. No, there's no. Well, it's the same thing. So, I mean, really, what happened? And again, you know, the opening of your book about how you hated your company and why did you do this? <laughs> you know, built this amazing company. <laughs> like, I hate this, you know. So I talk to one to two folks like us every single week. Most of my days, either spending time with my wife and uh, my sons are, uh, our sons are eight and nine. They're both nine quick starts and Colby, you're an eight. So they're both nine. Um, wait, wait, you did, so you've, you've done Colby with your kids you already? You can Colby your kids. Yeah, you can Colby your kids. So oh, I, I talked to one to two, Dynamind, D-Y-N-A-M-Y-N-D, Dynamind. And you're supposed to do it starting in fourth grade, but I did it when they were in first and second because I don't follow rules, but but um, fourth grade and up. And then, so I talked to one to two people like us every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having a family. I'm like, well, that's, that's not a good idea. So that's right. really what the book is about is like, you can build great global companies and you don't have to destroy your family. You can actually yeah. have a family. I love it, man. So, yeah. you know, I, I want to tell you uh, before we go into the book, I, I, I want to go on, down a different rabbit hole really quickly because okay. I met you again through my launch and then you came on the show. We hung out, learned a bit about your entrepreneurial story, how you yeah. left a stable job because they, they cut your pay, started this entrepreneurial, you know, essentially PR business. Yeah. Um, Repic that, that that's uh, communications and blew that thing up, done really, really well with it um, in a really short period of time. And and then amongst other businesses we can get into. But, you know, first of all, how, how old are you? You're in the mid-40s, 45, 46? 45, 45? yep. yep 45. You're 45. So we're, we're just about the same age. Yep. Um, 
and I saw you posted something. It was you're like holding. I think it was like your dad's journal from when he was in the war. The diary. Yeah, the diary. The, the diary, right? And I was like, and my brain right away was like, oh, which war? And I mm-hmm. and then and then I read further in the post and it says mm-hmm. World War II. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. How's that math work? And so <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, dude. I so 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 like listen, if you're born in 1977, 76, yeah. 77. Your father's a, v, a, a not a Vietnam, excuse me, he's a World War II veteran, meaning at yeah. the latest he was in his like late teens in like 1940, mid 40s. That means he was born in like the 20s, which means he was in his like 50s or 60s when you were born. Is that correct? Yeah. So my father was born in 1916. He'd be 106 if he was alive now. So he was 61, 61 when I was born. My mom was 27. Um, for your difference. Yeah. 30. So my whole life was, uh, this is why like my brain, the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary abundance, investment mindset, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world. So it, either spending time with my family or doing that, but it's cause literally I was born with, I mean, uh, you know, I was just born to be this person. I mean, so that diary, that diary, um, I don't think you ever asked a question, but maybe you did. But so that diary is uh, my most cherished possession. Like, I don't care about material things. You don't go into journalism for employee account revenue. You know, <laughs> that's not why you do that. But that diary means a great deal uh, deal to me. And so my father came from nothing. Uh, his parents escaped the pogroms in Russia. Uh, uh, you, what was you, Ukraine or Russia? They escaped that. Um, and then they came here speaking no English. And then, um, so my dad and his three brothers came from nothing. Uh, he became uh, a war hero, shot down uh, nine times, eight or nine times in combat, many times without a parachute. I can talk about one of the diary entries if you want. So um, um, he became an attorney in the Nuremberg trials, president of an insurance company. And, that, and then later in, in his life was, was my dad. Um, but that diary, uh, he fought in the battle of the Hurricane forest, which is one of the deadly, deadliest battles toward the end of world war two. And so I found it after he died, he died when I was 13 and, uh, I write exactly like he does. Um, boom, 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 just short and sweet, inform and entertain. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty good writer. Uh, his diary is one of the best things ever written. I mean, it just is. Um, and, uh, and, you know, then my mom was 27 when I was born. And uh, so my dad in his late 50s, a drunk driver, uh, hit my dad on, a, on the highway. Uh, the drunk driver was killed instantly. And then my dad broke every bone in his body. But, you know, you don't make, <laughs> people like us, my dad, they don't make excuses. So uh, he was in the hospital. And then my mom was his nurse. My mom, literally, that's how they met. And then so... Uh, most of my days talking to people like us, people that, you know, you know, build eight, nine figure businesses, 150 employees, you know, all that. And then I still haven't met one person in my life with more hustle than my mom ever. So she's the ultimate survive and thrive. I mean, the, the what she's been through in life, it's just so, you know, so you're, so, so your here mom, I am. <laughs> so your mom was in, her, <laughs> yeah. she was in her mid twenties and she met your dad. She's his yep. nurse. When yep. he literally almost dies in a car accident, they fall in love. Yes. He's like late fifties, and then they yeah. start having kids in her mid twenties, late twenties, and his. Yeah. And his. Yeah, late I'm the 50s, oldest of three. 60s. My youngest brother, 
who unfortunately passed away, but my dad was 64 when he was born. So I think wow, my mom was man. 30. Yeah, she was 30 when he was born. I'm telling you, I saw that and I was like, how, how does that work? And I was like, I'm like, did, did Justin's dad marry a really young girl, woman, girl? And I, and I never asked you about it, but I, this is again, yeah. after you were on the show, I, I, I saw you post about the diary and I started, and I'm, I'm a super, my number five core value is curiosity. So, yeah. Well, you're a six uh, fact finder, so it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Right. And so when a friend of mine's talking about his dad's world war two journal and he's my age, I'm like, how's that supposed to work? So <laughs> you're the man. <laughs> So, so, dude, you were 13 when your dad passed away. That's that's pretty. Nar- I, mean, I was 22 when my dad passed away, which is young. I mean, how oh, did that? Man. How how was that for you and your family? Well, there's a couple things for that. One, I'm really sorry about your dad. Um, what I've learned with that is for a for a man, a boy, what I've learned is no matter what age you are, if if you're close to your dad, and most you know most are. If that's the worst. That's, I mean, with the exception of maybe losing a child, which I hope that never happens, but obviously but that would, that's the worst. Um, and there's been an interesting thing with that. Um, one, because I have the diary, um, you know, and again, like that's my litmus test. You get shot down without a parachute, you get back in the plane. Um, that's so if someone makes an excuse. I don't, I just don't understand that. Um, and then it's, you know, because I write just like him, it's just the gift that never stops. And I feel like I'm, you know, he's still alive. He's still alive, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I'm so close with my children, um, because I know what it's like not to have a dad around. And I'm just not going to I'm not going to torch my family for this life. I won't do it um, because I my dad was a great dad, not a good dad, great dad. There's a difference there. Um, so there's that. Now here are the other two interesting things. One, we live three blocks, two or three blocks from the hospital where I last saw my dad, uh, after he had his heart attack and he was barely alive. He stayed alive to say goodbye to my brothers and I. So we're three blocks from there. Um, so I run by it literally six days a week and probably drive by it every day, um, for the last seven years. And then um, my oldest son, who's nine, he his travel soccer team practices and plays at my junior high's uh, soccer field. And the junior high is where I was pulled out of class to go to the hospital. So wow. there's constant reminders, both of the amazing dad that my dad was and how he was a writer and a hero and like no excuses, like none. And my kids are exactly like that. They're really badass. But then also constant reminders of the, the that terrible day. I mean, constant reminders. So I guess I look at that as a positive thing because I'm very thankful, have this great life uh, with my kids and wife. I mean, I'm very thankful for that. I love that, man. Thank you for sharing that. I I, I know You're that welcome. that's not, you didn't come on the show to share that, but it was something that you know. Again, us having like built a relationship over the last couple of years, it was something I noticed. I'm like, oh, I have to ask Justin about this. Um, yeah. So you know, I want to I want to move back to the business thing. So you know, over the last two years, you started Brepic Communications. You guys also you have uh, Brepic Network. Yeah. And, um, and I know you're involved with Abundance 360, Strategic Coach. Tell us some of the other stuff you're working on because you're working on a lot <laughs> of different things right now. Okay. That does seem like a lot, right? Um, it's actually not, um, 
um, I'm just so focused. I'm so focused on spending time with my family and then um, building a global network every single day. So, you know, 10x, a lot of folks talk about 10x and that's revenue or office space or employee count. It's material things. I only really care about two things in a 10x fashion and only ask myself two questions every day that really matter. This other stuff's great, but the only two questions that really matter are one, did I have at least one good experience that day with my family? And then two, did network grow um, on a global level? And so certainly every day, the answer to the first question is yes. And certainly Monday through Friday, I don't really do anything on the weekend, but if you know, there's a chance that I talk to someone or they, someone likes something on social media. So the answer to the second question is yes, as well. The network grows. And what I've seen is the byproduct of everything else kind of takes care of itself. Um, and then again, I'm a simplifier into patterns. So the first company started five years, five plus years ago now with, with zero business background. I was a journalist for 20 years created an entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So saw a problem, created a solution, problem solved, successful global company. Uh, the newer company, which launched this year, I'm in Chicago. My partner, who's also in strategic coach 10X, he's in San Francisco. We've met one time in person, only once. So we were annoyed by platforms that let everyone in because at the highest level, people like us don't, you know, you reach out to 150 people to get one Stephen Kotler. You don't want to do that. You just want Stephen Kotler. So we essentially uh, created LinkedIn without the BS, high price point, invite-only connectivity platform. And I like LinkedIn. It's just there's a lot of BS on it. So high price point, invite-only connectivity platform. Very grateful for that. And then, you know, spend time in two of the top entrepreneurial groups in the world. One is Strategic Coach 10X um, with Dan Sullivan. And then um, the other is uh, Abundance 360 Summit with Peter Diamandis, and I'm incredibly grateful he wrote the forward for my new book. So that's really, I mean, that might sound like a lot, but it's really not. It's just really focused on family and network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply and Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through, but then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, 
all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. It stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, yeah, and I think it depends. Like I heard that and I heard that you're hyper-focused. That, but you're, you're, That's you're, correct, you're, yeah. But you're, you know, as Naval Ravikant says, you're using your leverage to get more out of, out of what, you, you know, what you have, right? And leverage exactly. is, is one of the biggest keys to success, as we know, is how can I leverage you know, the, the assets I've built. If I build this communication platform, how can I leverage my network? Yes. How can I leverage, yes. you know, align them together where I'm getting, as my friend says, habit stacking, right? Getting more out Darius, of the that's same. That's brilliant. Um, that's, I mean, that's one of the most brilliant things. Um, that's, I mean, that, that might even be, that might be a chapter for the third book. Cause what happens <laughs> is I'm very low in ideation and the strength finders, there's 30 Gallup strength finders. There's 34 of them. I'm 32. I'm guessing you're top five in ideation. It, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I haven't taken it Gallup in about nine years, but it was six last time I looked. Okay. Well, that's all right. So I'm 32. <laughs> potato, potato, I'd say top yeah, 10. Is that is right. Yeah. So that you remember that that's good. Um, um, but what, what it is, is like the new company is just technology for my brain. What I'm already doing. It's just, it's just connections for anything like PR is connections for media. This is connections for anything. So you leverage the connections for PR. You just create a, create a SaaS platform for it. That's literally all it is. And so this is what happens with my brain and how I learn. So again, most of my days talking to people like you, and since I'm so low in ideation, I need ideators like you to give me the ideas. But if I get a good idea from someone like you, my top three, actually, I'll give you the top five because you're a high fact finder. The top top five are activator, maximizer, achiever, competition, even though there is no more competition anymore. It's all collaboration. And five is responsibility because you gave me your six. My six is self-assurance. So no imposter syndrome. Oh, so, wow. so you got So you're orange, orange, purple. It's man that you are definitely a, you might even be a seven or eight fact finder, but, but the, um, so it's all result, 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 result. So like ideator, you're probably like an ideator futurist or like an achiever. Mixed yeah. My in. number one strengths achiever, but for, for, yeah, for right. people, for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, go to Gallup <laughs> strength finder and pull your strengths. It, it is one of the coolest tools. What are your top there. five Darius? 
my number one strength is achiever. Right. My number two strength is communication, which yep. obviously is a show. My number Makes three sense. is woo, woo, winning others yep. over. My number four, that's three, four is learner and five is individualization. So I got a little bit, uh, that's why I like to learn about the individual so much because I'm learning about who, what makes you unique and special. That's why I love doing the show. Well, you'll appreciate people. this. You'll appreciate yeah. this. Um, so most that, um, and by the way, this is chapter two in the book. You'll really like that one. Um, even though it's not cha- chapter seven, you like the most probably, but chapter two <laughs> is recognizing the patterns. So um, most of my day, again, talking to top entrepreneurs in the world. So here's, here's the pattern for top entrepreneur in the world that I've seen over and over and over and over again. Um, so one is Colby K O L B E. It's not your personality. It's how your brain takes action. And so the overwhelming majority, 95% plus of the folks I talk to are at least an eight quick start. Like you, you're an eight quick start. I'm a seven. Yep. So a true visionary is an eight, nine or 10. Every now and then, because I was talking to Gino Wickman and the head of Colby, uh, Amy Brusky, about this. Every now and then, a seven or lower quick start, uh, like me, will slip into that visionary role. Um, but they have to have incredibly I- high IQ or EQ. So one, that was nice to hear that. Two, that's uh, if you're under an eight um, quick start, almost certainly you will not be a visionary. There are exceptions like me. My partner, by the way, he's a nine quick start. Okay, so that's one. Two, and strength finders and strength finders, the, I mean, definitely over 95%. The overwhelming majority of the folks I talk to are high in ideation and or futuristic. And so they're off in idea land, wherever that is. And then, but they have a mix of activator, maximizer, or achiever in there. So they'll actually do something about it now. Because if you are off in idea land and you won't go on to achieve, that is a t- that's Oh, it's, 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 I call it ideation purgatory. Yeah. Another, that's another good one. Perfect. Yeah. Ideation purgatory. And I don't talk to ideator purgatorists because those are tortured people and they're not going to do anything. Okay. So again, I'm low in ideation, low in futuristic, but if I talk to an ideator who's actually, will do something about it now, I will simplify it and boom, 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 boom. And they're very thankful for me. I'm very thankful for them. Here's the third one. I don't know if we talked about this the last time, but you're a high fact finder, so you'll probably take this and I'll email it to you if you, if you want me to. It's called the print P-R-I-N-T test. It's your unconscious motivators. So people see the tip of the iceberg, but they don't see under. They don't see under. Yeah, yeah. You did mention this last time we were on the I show. I did. Okay, good. Did you yeah, say, yeah, did yeah. you take it? No, no, no. I need to though. Uh, yeah. Print. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Sorry. I, I I was probably like burnt on assessments. <laughs> okay. Well, this is the, this is what I've seen is the missing link, but the, um, print. Okay. Yeah. It's your unconscious motivator. So I'm in eight, three, eight is to be strong and self-reliant and three is to succeed and achieve. I would be flat one. The most of the people I talk to are eight threes or three eights. My partner, Mark Fujiwara, he's a three, eight succeed and achieve strong and self-reliant. If you are not an eight, three, or at least have one of those two, I mean, one, there's no, you're you're an achiever, so you're probably a three eight. You're probably a three eight, like Mark. Um, I'll, maybe, I'll yeah, you'll take. Yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll today. take it, and I'll send you the results. I'll actually do it today. I will promise. You're you. gonna do it. Do you yeah, see me re email that to I, you? I will do it when we get off the air and email it over to you, and then we can have a side conversation on this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course, because. Oh. The real, so the strategic coach has three levels. Um, the one, again, just to land the plane, uh, uh, the level I'm at is 25K a year US dollars. 
Uh, I'd say it's 75, 80% um, true global entrepreneurs like you. Um, there's still some business owners, but they're high level business owners. And then the the free zone level, that's 50K a year US. I'm guessing that's 100% entrepreneurs. Um, the overwhelming majority of the folks in free zone are eight threes or three eights because they don't overthink anything. They don't feel any, you know, they feel something, but it's like, and then just to, so again, people like us usually marry stabilizing humans. My wife is a two six print. So two is to be needed and appreciated and six is to feel safe and secure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you just that. That's my wife. Admit, that would not be good for an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, yeah. But so it's that's why it balances out. So if you're a two six global entrepreneur, that would be incredible to me. That'd be amazing. Uh, I don't I see love that, that happening. But yeah, you're a new. All right, I'm gonna check that out. I want I want to move over to the new book. So uh, so you, this is your second book. The first book was um, Brepic, right? Epic or, business, me, epic, epic business, yeah, yeah. epic business. Excuse me. Um, so, epic business was the first book, um, and and now you have since gone on to write Epic Life, which just launched. Uh, Peter Diamantes, founder of Abundance Three Sixty, uh, one of the founders of what is it, uh, X Prize, Singularity University. I mean, yeah, Singularity University. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like one of the top futurists in the world. Anyone that doesn't know Peter Diamantes Maybe needs to like pull their, pull their head out of the sand. Yeah. Um, him and, and Jeff, Jeff, what's his name? The guy from, he was the head futures of Google, him and, uh, that, that gentleman, I believe were the, the two founders of singularity. Right. So I did not know that. I believe so. I could have that wrong, but, but he's obviously a, a big deal. Um, and, and so first of all, did you, did, how did you build the relationship with, uh, Peter? Um, so, uh, I'm in abundance 360 summit. Peter is also in a uh, strategic coach. Um, so we talk from time to time in that. And, um, you know, again, most of my days talking to people like you and people like you would love Abundance 360. So I've introduced a lot of folks um, to Abundance 360. I think that one's 25K a year. I think it's 20. Yeah, that's what it was. I spoke to them. That's what it was. You did. You did speak. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a higher price point for, I think, more access, um, which I might join that too. But, um, when it can't like, so again, I'm a simplifier, right? So for, for this book, like it was very important to have a, a noteworthy person do the forward. So for the first book, Chris Voss did the forward. Um, you know, he's a, never split the difference. That's one of the top business books, if you want to call it that in the last 20 years. I, I would say it's more of a life book. Um, so he did the forward for the first and then Peter graciously that he would do the forward for this one. So, um, Dr. D, I mean, just to have somebody like that. So, yeah, so you got Peter, Peter, big name to do the book, Chris Voss, who, you know, who I would, one of my favorite books is never split the difference. And to your point, it's, it is, it is a life book on how do you, you know, get people to, to influence people to get what you want. Right. That's essentially what it is through the, through negotiation. Um, and he's going to be on the, he's a guest that's coming on the show, uh, cross my fingers. He's booked. Well, hopefully he, he, he makes it, but, um, so, um, yeah, P- Peter, obviously you built a relationship with him. Sounds like you did it through strategic coach and through abundance 360. Um, well, look, and, and, and even despite that, maybe he did it as a favor, but my guess is he did it because he thinks you're an incredible human and wanted to support with the work you're doing. What do, what do you think was the biggest reason he chose to do the, the forward for the book? You know, no one's ever asked me that. 
And it's a really it's a really good question because he doesn't, you know, I've looked it up. He doesn't really do forwards for a lot of people, um, if anyone. Um, you know, um, what I've thought about I've thought about this. He has two twin boys who are nine or ten. Um, Peter's sixty, so he had. He had his children when he was 50 or 49. And um, I always tell him when I see him, whether it's directly or in a chat, he always thinks his family uh, during Abundance 360, he doesn't forget. And someone with that type of brain, his IQ has to, I mean, I don't know what his IQ is, but I'm guessing it's, you know, 180 to 200, if not higher than that. Um you know, people like that many times forget their family completely. And he always thanks them. He always thanks his mom. He always talks about his children. Um, and maybe because I, like we were on a Zoom call once, like a breakout. We were on a breakout in Strategic Coach. And so um, I don't know if this answers your question, but this is what I think. This is how my brain works. So we were on a Zoom call and then... Um, I changed it from the laptop to my cell phone because I was dropping my kids off at school, which is like two minute drive away. And so like they, they saw me change that and then drop the kids off. The video is still on. And then I came back, turned off that and then came back to the laptop. <laughs> and Peter's like, how did you do that? <laughs> so maybe like, the fact that like, like, very stealth, <laughs> it was hilarious. But I mean, I do think in some way it's because we do talk about our children. Um, it would be really interesting to see what Peter's kids do, his his sons do. It will be, be interesting to see what my kids uh I don't know if he's, he's uh, Colby to his kids, but I'm guessing they're very high quick starts. I'd be shocked if they weren't. That's that's interesting. So yep. so you um so let's talk about the book. Like um Epic Life Big book, chapter seven's a must read, but but walk us through. <laughs> if, 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 listeners, if anything, besides buying my book, if you don't want to buy my book, buy his book. Because as I know a bunch of the author, the, yeah, <laughs> I know a bunch of the people that you cite in the book. Mm. And they're, and they're it just, it's like a lo- laundry list of badasses, mm. um, you know, and, and really interesting people, dynamic people. So yeah, tell us the, what was the like premise and wanting to write this book? Yeah, again, I'm a simplifier into patterns. Um, and so the first book was like, people kept asking, like, how did you build a global company with zero business background in two years where you only partner with a certain type of person? I'm like, oh, well, here here you go, right? Um, so that's what the first one was. And then the second one, again, when you talk to someone like us one to two times a week that have destroyed their family life or never had a family because of this life i'm like well that's a you know it's the same formula see a problem that's a problem create solution book problem solve you know successful global company so currently in case anyone cares it's the it's the number one selling book and on all of kindle and all of amazon right right now as i time stamp this august wow number one for all kindle all Kindle on Amazon. Yeah. So it's not like this obscure category that, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> which is fine, by the way, <laughs> it's fine. But so it's number one on all of Kindle. 
That's a, um, that's insane. So 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 the book had a soft launch last week. This is the big launch week. Yeah, this um, is the big launch week. Yeah. And and so trying to solve the problem of how do I help give advice to global entrepreneurs or to entrepreneurs about how do you not destroy your family? How do you not destroy your personal life? How right. do you live the life you want to live? Like epic life if you will. <laughs> through through the lens of different thought leaders. Yeah, walk us through kind of the format of the book. Yeah, so I talked to someone like you who says, you know, what are your core values? I'm like, that's a good idea. I'll, you know, activate, maximize, achieve that into my life and write about it. And so each one of those, there's 30 chapters, you know, find your core values is chapter seven. Um, you know, the cream rises at the top is, is uh, chapter one. That's what my dad said, you know, age five to 13. He would say that every day, the cream rises to the top. So my firm's partner only with the cream that rises to the top uh, or or folks that won't make an excuse. They'll just make the investment. They won't they'll get back into the plane without a parachute because that's what that's what separates entrepreneurs uh, from humans, consultants, business owners. They just don't make excuses. And so um, the other thing that I keep hearing from people like us, they say it a lot, actually. When I, you know, because they'll be like, oh, we talk about like things we're up to. And, you know, a lot of them will be like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, sold my company for 50 million or, hey, I just got to 200 employees just opening up an office, uh, you know, in L.A. or something. And then they'll get to me. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I just took my sons on a week long baseball trip across the Midwest. We went to five games in five days or, oh, you know gone out with my wife every Wednesday for lunch for the past couple of years. And the answer that the answer is, Oh, you're doing that. Right. You're doing that. You're doing things right. I'm like, Oh, well, okay, well here's, you know, here's how to do it right. I guess. Um, Cause I do think people, I guess they do want to put their families first. They do want to have meaningful relationships. I don't, I don't think they know how a lot of folks like us don't know how to do it. So and then, you know, folks starting their companies, they might think that they have to just abandon their family or not spend time with them to start something. And you don't have to do that. You don't. You can actually prioritize your family and, and blend it into what you're building. So you, you I think it's know a good what, message. Yeah. You know what I think the problem is? And I think that your book's going to do a really good, uh, op- give a really good opportunity to solve the, the problem that, uh, that, that you're solving is, is I think that it's, Hustle culture is over celebrated. Hundred percent. That's what you see yeah. on social media. You see all this stuff. Hustle culture is over celebrated. I think that running a business is hard until you stabilize it. Generally, yes. or for most people, I mean, like sometimes people get it right out of the gates, but that's I would I would not bet any business on that, right? Um, I would bet that you're going to get it wrong out of the gates, and and through effort and iteration, you'll figure it out. Um, that's a bet I'll make a hundred times out of a hundred on the right person. Um, but I think hustle culture is over-celebrated. I think that when you get around a bunch of entrepreneurs, um, or business people or achievers, generally speaking, people have a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove value. 100%. They want to prove that they're good. They want to prove that yep. they're not that. Yeah. Look, dude, most entrepreneurs, and I mean, at least I fell into this category of pretty unemployable, man. Like nobody, like, yes. I, I'm not, although I'm a good worker, I don't want to be told what to do. Ugh. I don't want to have rules. I just want no. to go and like crush it and get out of my way. Right. Yeah. And so that attitude is the achiever, competitor, warrior, that yeah. person wants to go print. and get, 
Yeah. What's that? That's a three eight print. You're a three eight print. Right. So so yeah. so I call that the warrior, right? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs have that warrior spirit. And so I, I got that warrior spirit. The warrior is not like, but hold on, I, I got to go pet my dog and go hang out with my family. Now, the, the, like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that. I'm saying that's not top of mind. And then you get them around a bunch of other warriors and yep. they get, they get, uh, they get adrenaline when they win. They, yes. you know, they get all these affirmations of how great they are. Yes. A, a, and then, and then they have to stop what they're doing to go and, and be in an area where they're not a warrior where they're taking care of the family, taking yes. care of themselves. And I think at least I'm, ta- I'm actually telling you my story right now. Cause I, I struggle. Yeah, this, with this is what I hear. Really, this is what I hear every day. <laughs> yeah. I struggle with this for a really long time. I still right. struggle with it to a certain degree. Of course. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go do what I'm good at. Right. right. There's this family thing. I'm not good at it and I feel bored and I'm not getting the adrenaline. So I'm yep. going to go win in business. Cause I could do that. And last but not least, I'm going to say this. I think most entrepreneurs, there's a saying in business I love, which is revenue is vanity and profit is sanity. And yes. I think that, again, you have the Inc. magazines. Oh, are you top? You know, we, I was number oh 45,000. I've seen a lot of those lately. <laughs> right, right. Oh, top, five, top 500, top 5,000, whatever. They're Ugh. bragging about your revenue growth. They're not bragging about your profit growth. Revenue is right? meaningless. It's a meaningless it's term to me driven bullshit. by ego. It's complete nonsense. Yeah. I've heard and people tell me this all the time. They're like, I dare. Oh, my God, Darius, we're up to 60 employees. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of fucking work. That sounds like you know? a horrible nightmare. <laughs> you, you know, and so I'm like, you know, what? I want I, I want a business that prints money and has the least amount of headaches so yes. I can spend the most amount of time doing what I love. Right. It took me 20 plus years. to. You had to that learn out. that through hating your company and then wondering yeah. why you did this. <laughs> well, exactly. And so. What I want to say is what the cool thing about your book, and I was I was taught I was listening to there's a book that's out uh, now, Ed Milet's book, um, Power of One More. Power of One More, right? what? Yeah, 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 it's a good book. And but but he was talking to uh, Bradley, who's uh, uh, dropping bombs. Bradley, uh, I don't know if you know him, but he was on his his show, and I and I've since befriended Brad, and um and they were talking about proximity, right? And when you start to get proximity, which is I'm around people doing the things I want or having the life I want, it becomes more of a known. So that proximity mm. makes it like, oh, so they were talking about Ed, for example. Ed's around a bunch of billionaires, so he has proximity to brilliant billionaires. So being a billionaire is not like this like foreign thing to him now. It's like, oh, that's what it looks like. Right. Um, right. And, and so what I think that's cool about your book is you're providing proximity towards around people that have figured out ways to live the best life. Yes. Right. And, and that, and you could get proximity in two ways. I could get it by actually hanging out with the person or I could get it by reading the, the word of the person. Right. That's a, the easiest way to, to reach mentors is to, to pick up a book. That's the way I right. see it. So yeah. I don't one of the chapters like, is the, yeah. One of the chapters is the process is the shortcut. So I've just shortcutted it. <laughs> 119 pages, the shortcut spending, you know, as a journalist, 20 years interviewing top people on planet and now five plus years talking to top people on planet. So here's your 119 page, uh, you know, our read shortcut if, if you want to do it that way. But here's the way you just said about the entrepreneurs is um, it's really fascinating. Um, I think this will be helpful, a helpful dovetail. Two things, two things for that. Uh, one of my friends, Pete Kofid, who's also in the book, um, but not for this reason, we were talking the other day about a similar thing to what you were just talking about, about how entrepreneurs, they're just not comfortable being in family situations. So I'm like, why do you think that is? And he's like, well, 
So most people, and this is not a negative. This is just how it is. He's like, most people are sheep. Most people are sheep. You know, 99% of the world are sheep. And then there's the entrepreneurs who are the sheep dogs, the sheep dogs, the sheep herding dogs. And like, so the sheep dogs there and the sheep dogs, the people like us, we are protecting the sheep from the wolves, the, you know, from the, the true enemies of the world. And we're, so I, I looked up a scientific, uh, science daily article about what the sheep dogs roles are and the sheep dog, or if in this case, a visionary, their role is they only have two roles. One is to keep the sheep in line and two is to push them forward. So that's the role of visionary, keep them in line, push them forward. So when a sheepdog gets around a sheep, most sheepdogs, they marry stabilizing humans. They marry sheep. So it, you know, being something other than a sheepdog is very hard. So this is like, this is like floating around up here thinking, but I really, I think it's very similar to what you just said. So that's one. And again, two, here's my brain turns everything into patterns. So I have not met one entrepreneur. I'm not talking about business owners. I'm not talking about consultants. I'm not talking about humans, employees. I have not met one entrepreneur at the highest level, global level, that has not overcome at least one of the following four things, most or two or three, and has gotten up higher on the food chain. Uh, it's it's uh, a lot of all fours. It's definitely three or four, and then a lot of all fours. So here are the wait, four on, things. Wait, wait. I want to see how many of them I, I you're, I you're at least three. I'm going to guess you're all, all right. four. Okay. All right, go. I'd be shocked if you weren't all four, but I'm going to do okay. a thumb up if, if I have everyone. Any. Okay. So this is hilarious. You actually, uh, activated achieved before I even did it. Cause I do this and everyone's like, nod. Yes. Check, check, check. Okay. So here's what separates entrepreneur. Oh, you're already not. So here's, here's one bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy Two, depression three, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So yeah, three, right. three, I'm going to give three. myself like three and a half. I, I, I did. I, I stopped my company <laughs> from going bankrupt, but it almost went right. Bankrupt. That counts. That counts. <laughs> so I'm four for four. Big You're time four. On all those. So the, you get higher up now. I, so when I first started again, like what I've learned about my brain, I know the answer to things is so here's the answer. This is the pattern. So starting first company early on, because it was still talking to business owners, it was like one or two, maybe a three out of four. There were not all fours. As it's gone, gotten up higher, it's all three is like the minimum now. And then it's mostly all fours. I mean, so so what what does that mean? So entrepreneurs like that, I'm three of the four. I haven't had to worry about bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Knock on wood, I don't think I will, but you know, hopefully not. Um Entrepreneurs like us, or let's start with regular humans, humans, business owners, consultants, they use those things as excuses. Entrepreneurs like us, motivation, achiever, fuel. That's what separates entrepreneurs like us. So the dovetail for that negatively, unfortunately, is that people like us use that to achieve through revenue, Inc. 5000, whatever that is. And many times, not always, not always, they just bypass family. Or, or not right. have a family. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, you know. Also, I think uh, um, one part of that, you know, I, I'm actually working with this really amazing therapist in Chicago um, on this specific issue. We made some amazing headway. Um, but um, you know, what I think is when you say the, the the first one is more of a reaction to starting a company, right? Like if you build mm-hmm. it something big enough that's wobbly because it's 
because when you start something from nothing and it grows big, like it's not necessarily funded well enough. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's your, so the chance of blowing up is just high. Right. Um, but the other three, uh, childhood trauma, what was the other two depression? And what was the third one? Uh, highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Yeah. Super high anxiety, which I think are kind of a byproduct of the other two. Yes. Um, I think that the, I believe that this is, and I just got done watching the last dance with Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. about Michael Jordan. And I think like, he's like a, probably one of the best examples of what we're talking about right now. hundred um, percent. Right. Um, is it's around, it comes down to uh, self-worth. And I think that, that a lot of people have this chip on their shoulder of like, I'm going to show the world that I'm super valuable. Yes. You better believe it. And, and it, it becomes this like deep. And I, and I actually didn't realize that, that was even, I mean, it was so, cause I don't think most people, you got to do the work to even see if that's there because yes. it hides itself very well. Yes. And, and if you have that self-worth issue, like for me, the way I, I learned of it was the only thing that would calm me down was success and achievement. Yes. That's the only, and it, and, and the way I, because the minute I, I would give myself that, like, it was like almost like an opiate, like financial. Yes. Opiate. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is incredible. Um, dopamine nation. I'm reading it now. Dopamine nation. You will love that. That's what yeah. it is. It's dopamine. That's what it is. Yeah. Cause you get that dopamine hit. Right. And That's so I want to read that book. I'm going to dopamine that nation. So good. So good. So, so to your point, they get the dopamine hit. Your body get starts to memorize that emotion. Yes. It once it gets addicted to that dopamine. Yes. And and when you don't get it, you start to feel bored, depressed, anxious, yes. all those things. So I go to get one more dopamine, right? Yes. And and it, I think the foundation of that is the child trauma is around self worth. It's like 100%. man, I want my parents to think I'm great, and they don't for whatever reason, or I don't think they do for whatever reason, and then that wounded child carries on into adulthood. Yep. And they're like. I'm going to prove to the world that I'm fucking meaningful. hundred percent. And, and, and the bigger the accomplishment, dude, I just, last night I was watching the Tiger Woods documentary. Holy shit. Yes. You want to see childhood <laughs> craziness. I mean, like that, the trailer, the trailer, the RV trailer next to the green. I mean, yeah, yeah crazy man. His him having to prove that like, like to set that expectation on a kid's it's just crazy. Well, more right? that like, like he's, he's putting as a child and his dad and his friend having like random women go into a trailer uh, right next to the green while he's practicing. Oh yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just heard well, that is not, well, that's, yeah. that's around like, yeah. Not, not showing him that, that his mother was like, yeah. And it's, right? and here's the, here, cause man, this is, um, I don't say this lightly. This is one of the better conversations I've ever had, regardless of whether it's recorded or not. I mean, I really mean that. So what? Here's what entrepreneurs are. Okay, this is this is what we and I'll say we here. We are the most damaged people, the most the most damaged with the best coping skills. That is what entrepreneurs are. But those coping skills, again, not always. Many times they cope by creating company. They yeah, I was gonna say I'm like I know I know a lot of people that cope with that, and then they go do shit tons of drugs and party and sex and cheat on everybody. Well, cause... right, right, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, and I'm saying you don't have to. Yeah, it's well. Again, it's the do- that's why dopamine dopamine nation is so good because it's entrepreneurship is addiction. That's what it. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's like keep getting bigger, keep getting bigger, keep getting bigger. And while I totally understand that and appreciate that. I've learned 
Um, like the end of 2018, I'd been, I'd made more money in one year than I ever thought possible. Again, you don't go into journalism for that. You don't, I mean, some journalists do, but most of them don't. And I'd never been more miserable in my life. So that wasn't even two years into the the business. Um, the first one. So I'm actually glad I went through that because I learned that's not what makes me happy. I'm glad I didn't learn that now or 10 years from now. I learned it pretty quickly. And so I'm like, oh, it's, that's not the right math. So I'm like, what actually does make me happy? Spending time with my family, talking to cool people like you. And so that's, uh, you know, fishing, having activity. So that's, that's what makes me happy. So that's awesome. this other stuff's fine, but that's not really what makes me happy. You know, it's funny, Justin. I also think like, what we're touching on here is, is where is it coming from? Is it coming from like, and, with, and I'm reading this really cool book called, called Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm. Um, and it talks about different frequencies, right? And the lower frequencies are going to be fear and greed and, and, yes. you know, lack living in the lack and higher frequencies are going to be gratitude and love. Mm-hmm. And are you, so are you building a business? Are you building a life based off the higher frequencies or is it because I'm not good enough and I'm going to show everybody and fuck them. I'm, I'm going to win. <laughs> right. And, and, and so I think that a lot of us as wounded, you know, kids or adults or whatever, yeah. who go on to build these companies, as you say, if they hit these four areas where they have anxiety and depressions and, you know, self-worth issues and trauma and, and, and they build, you know, they're trying to prove that they're worth something. Yes. That all comes from this lower frequency. Like I'm, I'm going to show everybody, you know, and, and dude, there's, that's that warrior spirit. And, it, and, yes. it, and, but, but what got you here as Marshall Goldsmith says, what got you here won't get you there. And what I heard you just say again is like, no, man, I got there in 2018. I was grinding and it wasn't because, but I wasn't operating in these higher frequencies of no. love and gratitude and, and joy. And, and, and how can I have it both ways? And what I'm picking up is your books like, hey, you don't have to lose one for the other. You can have it both ways. In fact, they're, right. they're, you, you, you just connect them. You just connect them. So like um, that, was, that was very high level, very high level content you just uh, put up there. But, you know, like the conversations um, we have in, a fam- in our family, uh, my sons, again, they've taken their Colby already. So we talk about, you know, visionaries. And we talk about, you know, creating an entrepreneur life where you don't destroy your family. We talk about simplifiers versus multipliers. They, not always, but sometimes they sit on um, the strategic coach or abundance 360 calls with me. Um, we talk about, you know, we talk about things that most families never would. I mean, they didn't even, they don't even know this world exists. You know, we go, I, take them on this baseball trip around the Midwest to all these games. It was just me and them. And we, you know, saw the country and saw how towns, you know, small towns, major cities interacted with people. And that's how it, it just, that to me is a real life. I mean, and it's just so much, I'm just so grateful for that. And again, you, again, I don't believe in randomness. One of the chapters in, in the book is grateful journal. So, you know, the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to my wife, what I'm grateful for for her the previous 24 hours because she needs to be needed and appreciated. <clears throat> and the most important thing for her is for someone to say thank you to her. Um, yeah. So that, And then, you know, grateful journal on LinkedIn every Monday through Friday. I'll include this interview in that. Um, and then, uh, again, uh, uh, run six days a week, no matter the weather conditions outside. So we live in Chicago, it gets cold, hot, rainy, windy, all that. So, you know, run outside. And then I listen to shows like these 
feeding with gratitude. And to simplify all that, when you're constantly grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful. I mean, it yeah. does sink in, but if you're constantly grateful, uh, it's hard to be ungrateful and it attracts other people living in gratitude. It attracts the higher level of, man, that's brilliant what you said. It attracts the higher level of frequency. That's what it, wow. Man, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I take no credit. I, this is all, uh, this is this great book I'm reading, uh, Supernatural. Have you ever but, done um, your high, have you ever done your IQ? Yeah, I did it like when I was like in fourth grade. Are um, you like 150 or 160? I don't, you know, my mom wouldn't tell me what it was. Um, <clears throat> uh, Try I, to find I, I that. I should do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think I have like, <laughs> I think I have a pretty good IQ, but I've, can I, I should can all, I give you a high fact finder on that one? Just because sure. if you can, if you can get that score, let me know what it is. And the print, by the way, here's my follow right. kicking in. So, and this will be helpful to your listeners too. So one, 140 IQ and above is genius. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess you're at, at least 145, at least. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. I'd be surprised if you weren't. I mean, just the way you talk um, and what you've built. And I, I mean, just be, I'd be very surprised. Um, so that's 1% of the population. So I am 139, um, right, like right on the border. I'm actually glad it's not too much higher than that because I talked to like 160s, 170s, and they're geniuses, but they can't commit. There's no like, I mean, there's very little human concept at all. Like they just, yeah, it's, it, it could be a little painful. It's painful. They can't, and that, that's their brain. So I've literally like, what it is, is I'm a bridge between geniuses and humans. Like that's literally what my IQ nice. is, but you're, I'd be shocked if you weren't over 140. All right, I'll take right my there. IQ I'll, I'll, for the listeners in the show. I won't, if it's not, if it's below 140, I won't tell anybody. No, <laughs> you, I no, mean, I, I don't see how it could, I mean, Cause what like what what entrepreneurs are? They're not necessarily like when I say entrepreneur, like true visionary global. They're not necessarily book smart. Like with PR firm, a lot of the folks that my firm's a partner with, they barely graduated high school or even yeah. barely went to college. But that yeah. that's fine. But they're like incredibly high intellect, like off the charts yeah. intellect. Yeah, you know it's funny. Like my my brother, I have a twin brother who's right. ADHD, learning disabilities. Of but 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 he's like, he's not very. I mean, he has a tough time. Like like he can read, obviously, but 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 mm-hmm. he you know struggles because of these different like right. learning disabilities. Most of the people I talk to have ADD, so that's not a disorder. By the way, it's a sign of genius. It's just diagnosed by humans that they don't. And then um, my wife, who is a doctor. Uh, a pediatrician, so she doesn't have the ability to diagnose me with this, but she thinks I'm somewhere on the like minor Asperger's, minor. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And so it's really because I I have these conversations with people like you, and they're like, oh, it's like ADD visionary partners with an Asperger's like minor Asperger's person who like simplifies and then executes. It's really interesting. Fascinating. interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. Interesting. Okay, uh, so look, I'm going to take my print. <laughs> I'm going to take my IQ test. So let, let, I, I want to, uh, unfortunately, we're getting near the end of the show here. Um, I wanted, to, so w- let me ask you a question. I got one okay. question for you and then, uh, and then let's promote the hell out of your book. So, so you. you can make the wall street journal bestseller that you're probably going to make here in a hot minute. What, um, what's your favorite chapter in the book and why? I really appreciate you asking that. Um, 
there is a reason why it's it's definitely chapter one um the cream rises to the top um you know again i think most most children most sons have really good relationships with their father uh you know my father was an extraordinary human being in every way um but most important he was the greatest dad um just the greatest he was just because you know he was essentially retired and while my mom was out hustling in a good way he he raised us and to have a dad like that who despite age was like a like a kid like a little kid like would play basketball and football and all sorts of stuff with us um it was just a wonderful you know it's still just a wonderful blessing and uh, I hope I'm doing a good job of being a dad. I hope I know he's watching in some capacity. Um, so I hope he's proud that, you know, I'm trying to be as good of a dad as he was. I love that, man. Um, so look, if you're out there, you want to learn how to live an epic life. I'm going to tell you, I've watched a ton of the people. I know a lot of the people that are in that book. It is. I mean, a lot of people are people that I find to be just some of the more profound, interesting people that are probably on the planet right now. Mm. So you got to go out there. The fact that you compiled it into a book, you said it's 110 pages, so it's an easy read. Yep. Anyone can knock that out real quick uh, to, you know, and, and, and this is again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, the way, the way you, at least the way I believe greatness happens is through leveraging one's talents and resources to create more of what they want. Right. Yeah. And, and it sounds like your book, and how many chapters is your book? It's like 29? Uh, 30. Yeah. Yeah. 30 chapters of goodness. And, and man, I am just so pumped, A, that you thought of me to put me in the book. And, and at, whether I was in the book or not, you would have been on the show promoting the book. But, but I, I'm honored and grateful to, to have met you and to have an impact where you felt like it was worth sharing with to others. And the fact that you've gathered 29 other thought leaders to share the greatest things you've ever learned to the world. So man, that's greatness if I've ever seen it before and, and much appreciated to you for doing that, Justin. Uh, you're welcome. And I mean, incredibly grateful for being on the show and you've just, I'll, I'll listen to this when it, um, I'll re-listen to this and I'm guessing there'll be a good trap, a good chapter of material from just this interview from the things you've said. So book three, will have you again, I'm guessing. Uh, well, I'll be honored again. And so everyone, uh, Epic epic Life, you can also get his other book, Epic Business. Uh, we'll put it all in the show notes, but it's it's out there. It's live. It's number one on Kindle in the whole country on Amazon right now. Uh, best-selling book, just kicking ass, taking names. Man, Justin Breen, you are a champion. You are a soldier and you are a badass. And, a, and I appreciate you, my brother. And I'm really looking forward to all the great work that you are doing and will continue to do. Thank you, my friend. All right, everybody, thank you so much. If you love this episode, please share it, like us, give us a review, and go buy the book, Epic Life by Justin Breen. Peace out. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on. So that you don't miss any of our future episodes, we have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. 
leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode, you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.